And this is another episode of SEO is Dead and Other Lies. Ryan, how are you doing today? <laughs> Good. Uh, <laughs> we already <laughs> spent like the first 10 minutes before this talking about how, how much of a rough day it's been, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. So we've already gotten it uh, across that, you know, maybe uh, it's not going so well, but that's okay. We're here to talk about a lot of cool stuff today, regardless of how stinky the day was and maybe even the week, but it's all good. You know, set that's aside, right. this, is, this is our Zen place. We got a real special episode tonight. <laughs> special because when we run out of ideas, sometimes when we're tired, we, we go back to this well. And it, it seems to work every time, so it's just fine. We're going to be doing SEO questions from Reddit, part three. Woo! Oh, no, you're actually incorrect about that. It's part four. Damn it. Part four. Woo! <laughs> it's part four. Uh, I, I worse. It's pretty appropriate to do it quarterly, I suppose. That makes sense. Well, it would be part four because we've been doing this podcast for almost exactly a year. Um, so we've been naturally, um, without even really noticing, doing it probably every three months. Um, because I just looked, you know, has it been a long time since we did Reddit? Uh, it looks like it was February 20th. That's about three months. Let's hit it. All right. Let's do this. So Paul says he doesn't want to read any questions. I always read Okay, I'm going to read it. So um, I'm going to do my best to kind of filter through it as quickly as possible um, without doing any editing uh, for the lulls. So the first thing is, um, which is interesting, how do, I, how do sites get 10,000, 30,000? Oh, I saw this one. <laughs> oh, you already saw it? It's six hours ago. Okay, yeah. let me see. Yeah, I saw it. Uh, it's interesting. Okay, so it's, uh, how do sites get 10,000, 30,000, even, nay, I say 200,000 organic keywords? And I won't read the whole thing because it's kind of long, but it said, you know, I'm running a new site, SaaS product. Um, it's like I'm blogging all the time and I, and I only have like 500 keywords. Yeah. So, you know, I don't so understand. Far, Rush, it says we have around 600 organic. We publish three blogs. Um, you have an encyclopedia for a space. Uh, you know, we do blah, blah, blah. We're doing a bunch of stuff. We have a lot of good backlinks over 100,000, like, you know, quantifiable. It doesn't matter, mean anything. Um, our competitors, however, have... Uh, according to SEM Rush, I'm assuming have 10,000 upwards of 200,000. How do they get counts so high? Do they have a uh, uh, first? I would say is they probably have a lot more pages. Like maybe they have like user generated pages that have like content and keywords and stuff on it that's indexed. Uh, that's probably what'll do it. Yeah, I'm also gonna kind of affirm some of these by um, kind of reading what I'm not gonna cheat and be like, oh, I'm just gonna read it like as if it was my opinion or or my uh, feedback. Some of the um, comments. Okay. But I agree that age is a factor. I mean, this person's just saying I'm running a new website, literally the keyword. All right, I think I want to emphasize that the keyword in this guy's first sentence is literally I'm running a new site. Yeah. I, and also like, he's not even saying like where they rank, right? Like he's just saying, oh, they have 10,000, 20, blah, 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 tens of thousands of keywords. Well, they're not all number one for those, like this competitor sites is they have like more indexed pages and content and stuff, especially if it's like a SaaS product, you know, like usually there's some sort of like user profile for like the person using it. There's just, there's like a ton of like reasons why, but I would just say there's, they have a lot more pages that are indexed with content on it than what you have. It, yeah. And then also, I mean, SEM Rush, you know, it's, it's, it's a tool, you know, at the end of the day, it's not like there's no the ins and outs of everything that's going on with your website or your competitor's website. It's all, it's a lot of indicators. It's not like hard facts or hard data. 
Um, like the idea that so far SEM Rush says we ha we have around 600 organic keywords. Like I don't really know what that means. It doesn't mean like where, where is it showing up? Is it visibility? Is it an impression on the tenth page? Is it an impression on the first page? You know, like you know Google Search Console. You can go in there to like quote unquote see how many keywords you have, um, and it max it maxes out all the time at a thousand, um, just because it's talking about visibility at some point in time somewhere. And I kind of yeah. would probably say that's probably what SEMrush is doing too. And like, I wouldn't even necessarily care because like maybe they don't get anything out of all those, you know, like what, it, you just want to rank for the ones that are important. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't get hung up on how many organic keywords. I think that's what um, people that are kind of a little bit more new, new to like SEO, they get kind of wrapped up in a lot of tools and a little like little reports and stuff. And then they, they hop on the SEMrush and they're like, I'm going to click on this cool beta keyword analysis tool. And they're like, wow, I have 10,000 keywords and it's like super vague. And then they said, I'm going to type in my competitor. Then they have a hundred thousand and they start freaking out and getting worked up about things that truly don't matter. Yeah. I mean, really what you need to care about is, uh, is your traffic growing and are your conversions and, and sales growing? Um, and, you know, like worry, worry more about that. Yeah. I mean, frankly, the, the, the bigger question is, well, you know, what are my main keywords based off the of search volume? Um, and then are they really in a uh, position where people are going to click through to it? So are my main keywords in the top three, if not top five and things more along those lines, the other yeah. stuff a little yeah. too big. Interesting question. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my, my takeaway is, uh, yeah, you should focus on probably things that are more important, frankly. So, um, is there a signal to Google to rank you in specific countries, like rank in US, not India? Um, I mean, there's like, you set with Google the country that the website's supposed to be in, so yeah. And then there's the language, uh, what's it? Uh, RHF flanks, I always say that wrong. What is it? <laughs> no, the, uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. The H flanks. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You know what I'm talking about. The thing that tells... Oh, oh, believe me, I know what you're talking about. Uh, my mom has been listening since day one knows what you're talking about. All our listeners know what you're talking about. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, so to answer the question, yes, there there is. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you can do... I, I don't know. Did you just say this? The h lanes, of course, is important. Um, in uh, Search Console, you can say, like, target users in a country, of course. Yeah. And then uh, your country-specific uh, TLD, of course, is going to be a pretty good indicator. <laughs> So if you're in a, you know, another country or if you're in India, I don't know if it's .in. Um, I guess I would be assuming something too obvious. But if you were in India and you'd buy the country uh, extension, that'd probably be a good indicator of where you're coming from. Yeah, I would, I would say that the country extension is even more important than like telling Google's search console that it should be in that country. So. I, agree. And I agree. And I think that's based off of, um, I mean, I haven't done country-specific projects in a bit. Um, if you listen to some of our previous podcasts, Paul and I have messed around with like Italy, mostly Italy. <laughs> That's yeah, pretty, pretty much just Italy. And um, it, it was pr pretty apparent um, that uh, when you had that extension for the country, that it was going to be a lot more favorable, um, especially when doing search results over there. Um, I don't think we were seeing too many dot coms. Yeah. The, the only time uh, where you do see it is like in the UK and it's like, cause there's a lot of, uh, related things between even then like the major websites over here usually have like dot UK version of those sites. But that's like the only place I've been outside of America and like dot coms have been coming up. It was the UK, but nowhere else in Europe. 
That, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, well, it's because you know they they um they spend a lot. The, the I think that SEO and the um importance of SEO is a lot more prominent there. I mean, just think about ungagged. You know, it's a yeah, pretty the, popular the SEO ad. community in, in U, the UK is is pretty big. Yeah, they actually have a big conference. Not to say that they don't exist in other countries. I just know that um you see it pop up a lot more. Um, see, you're making me go through these questions myself. You have your own rhyme and reason. I don't, I just go one by one. So the next person says free SEO help. And it's a guy that wants to <laughs> offer free advice. <laughs> um, so yeah, give him something really hard. <laughs> yeah. Get like, a, like, Oh, I've been optimizing this website for a decade. What can, what can I'll be like, here's my, uh, here's my, my company's website. It's, uh, you know, 80,000 pages. Go ahead and just give me some recommendations. Oh, it's pretty funny because everyone else is kind of commenting it too. So it's a, it's posted by this guy's, uh, his name is another SEO guy. So people are posting it, but then someone else is posting it and they're like, this is crap. And it's like not even the guy that posted it originally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Never try and be too nice to SEOs. How about, how about that? I like this line. Your content is woefully bad. <laughs> Oof. All right. Well, that's not exactly a question, but, um, keep in mind Actually, I mean, if you're a listener and you actually maybe want like a little bit of assistance that, that goes beyond this podcast, we are reading from Reddit. So keep in mind, just like we're reading right now, feel free to post your... We might read yours someday on here. We are going to. You don't know. So email us or go on Reddit and you know you might be able to find your answer there. So um, how do you find clients? That's not really related. Um, okay. This is always a good question. Um, I don't know if we've answered this before, but I have had clients ask this question because there is a string of logic that connects the dots but we'll explain it. If you spend a lot of money on AdWords, does it improve your organic SERP position? Which no. is redundant, but no. SERP position. I know what they're saying. What they're saying is, if you spend a lot on AdWords, does Google reward those companies with better organic search rankings? Is what they're really asking, right? Yeah. And that's that's a no. Um, I mean, that's the, 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 the uh, too long didn't read is absolutely no, but... Um, I do always appreciate the logic um, when people have it because it's like, you know, what it's their incentive. They're in with them. They probably have some sort of special um, treatment arrangement. They have reps at care. They want them to spend. They might incentivize them other ways because if they're spending, I mean, if, a, if someone's spending $10,000 a month on AdWords, wouldn't they kind of like give them a little nudge elsewhere? And I, I get that. Why would people think that? No. Um, and I just think, oh, like, I just, I just know not that. spend enough for it to matter to Google like you couldn't like Google devalues hundreds of millions of dollars worth of paid clicks from different niches all the time like just payday loans alone which you can't advertise for anymore in Google uh do you know how much they spent like every day on like ads yeah so like and they were like hey we don't want to have that anymore we don't like it so yeah, no, they, they do not give a crap about how much you spend. Yeah, I, I think if there's, if there's any argument you had to have whatsoever to um, dispute anyone's logic on that side, it'd be exactly what Paul's saying. They have literally eliminated industries that were paying them easily hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, you might be saying like, oh, well, I'll just like, I have leverage, I won't pay them. Someone else will pay them. <laughs> you have zero leverage. It's yeah. like someone else will pay for that spot. Right. Um, one thing I guess we can say about this is, of course, they, they do favor AdWords in general and all their paid products. So in the past years, we've seen ads go up from 
three spaces to four spaces. We've seen more uh, prominence of ads in maps. So don't get us wrong, like Google's number one priority is monetizing the results. They just don't have, there's just no interaction between that and the organic. You might know this question. Okay, so this next, next question is from Halo Dude eight hours ago. Ranking factors for knowledge panel or the thing on the side desktop search. Knowledge panel, I always call it a featured snippet, It knowledge panel. Well, right. there, there's different things in the knowledge panel than sure. a featured snippet. So, yeah, he's saying is, uh, I imagine schema is a major factor. So, mm. it, so. no, okay, the, he's talk, if he's talking about the knowledge panel, that's like different than what would be like a, like a rich snippet or like the Q, like the question and answers that come up, like all that stuff. Like, uh, so he's actually talking about the knowledge panel for like your business, right? Let's say like you search an actual business name to the right of it is all that info. Uh, it pulls it from different data sources and there's things that you can do to tell it where to pull some of that data anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like Wikipedia sometimes is like a source for like some of that information. Uh, and then you kind of have to edit on like those sources. That's pretty much it. Got it. You got that halo, dude. Thanks, man. Uh, dude. You got it. All right, cool. Um, how to reach business? You know, you'll figure it out. Unless um, he's talking about local, in which case you manage all that through Google My Business. <laughs> uh, th this is more of an opinion as opposed to maybe like a fact. What is what is one SEO rule all SEO specialists or beginners should know? I don't. I don't oh. think that that well. There's a difference between specialists and beginners. So why don't we? Uh, one, Paul, why don't you answer your first thing that you wish you knew as a beginner and then the one thing you could say now and then I'll say the same thing. Um, hmm. Just one thing. Uh, that I wish I knew as a beginner? Yeah, what's one thing that you wish you knew, like one rule you knew as a beginner and then one rule you kind of live by now um, as an SEO professional? That black hat SEO isn't bad. <laughs> as a beginner? Yeah, like I, I feel like when you're taught SEO and you're an in-house, right? Uh, just depends on who you're listening to. It's like you have to do all the white hat tactics, right? Like if you build links the black hat way, it's wrong. It's like bad. Uh, and I wish that like people just been like, no, it's not bad. It's not just because you're not listening to Google. Like Google, it's not like it's the law. Like Google isn't a good company. You know, like just because they don't agree with it doesn't make it bad. So that would probably be like my advice to like new Paul. Okay. SEO Paul. What do you go by now? Uh, if you can outsource it, do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good stuff. Um, I agree with that. Um, well, because, you know, you're in different position having different responsibilities at both places. So um, as, a as a beginner, um, I kind of wish that people told me to not do all, all my reading and all my um, kind of foundation of everything I know through like Google's resources, I wish I was a little bit more, um, had more of a diversity from the resources I was hearing from. So you don't want to start off like, uh, you know, I'm going to go into SEO as a beginner. I'm going to read like all of Google's guidelines. Like you want to read everybody's and, and then kind of take, take what you want from. Yeah, I kind of had the... The op, I kind of had that, but it was like Moz. Right. And like, you know, Moz, what happens when you do, you do Moz, Moz is, Moz at the end of the day, they're, they're so great. The people that work for them are, are like, they're very talented. They're, they're a lot of intelligent people. But the problem, the problem with Moz, and I've, I've said this like a lot of times is 
it's like Moz is talking to you and a lot of the things they do, their whiteboards and they do their uh, surveys and their studies and all their guides, they're talking to you as if you get like 3,000 visitors to your website a day. They, they, they talk to you and they present everything as if you're an established business and you're, and you're trying to get to the next level. And they don't, I just don't think that they talk to a lot of people the, the way that their websites are currently generating traffic. Yeah, I, I think that they uh, are like Google plants. <laughs> and they <laughs> oh, there's always like, that, right? They, they tow the Google line is what I think. I mean, if you, if you watched a few other things, like it sounds good, they're right. Like a, a lot of it's very idealistic. It's just like, so what you want to do is um, when you have a page with like 50,000 visitors and you want to get to 100, you're going to want to do these things. It's like yeah. you'll notice that if you go to Moz. So. I think someone sent me a picture the other day of – it was like all the different like blogs that are well known. So one was like Neil Patel, one was Moz. It was a bunch of them. And it was like their articles about why you need like increased site speed and like how to optimize for it and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then when you looked at all of their, you tested all their pages, they were all like super slow. <laughs> oh, 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 really? Yeah. that happens a lot in the SEO communities. It, it, the SEO community is which is pretty funny. And maybe I know this definitely more as, uh, more and more as professional is it's not a lot of practice what you preach. Um, oh yeah. It's, it, it, and like the perfect example I can think of too is I worked with this girl that uh, was a link builder for a long time before and then she got into SEO and I was like telling her about like PBNs and stuff and like how, you know like they work great and they're like really easy to do and she was like oh that's that's so awful that you would do that and I was like is it awful? Don't you think it's awful to just like randomly email a bunch of strangers asking human things the amount of impact and the time you that you waste the thing is like it's, it's i the way that i look at outreach is it's so it's it's a it's corporate irresponsibility um, yeah like how how is that better you know you realize that you're doing this just to like increase your rankings right like you know, like how many people how many thousands of man hours that you're wasting from people working at legitimate businesses that are opening up your email reading your email and engaging in a conversation for your benefit while they can be working and doing like what they do like it's it's i i strongly consider outreach to be corporate irresponsibility i think it's irresponsible to do such massive campaigns and waste other businesses time to this magnitude that's i opinion. also agree with that and then they do it and then they they, they get an article in the link and then you, there was someone that was working at, at someone else's business that took time out of their day doing the million other things they're probably doing to help build a link for god knows what your miso can publish that garbage your your like, vaginal mesh campaign i'm so glad that that your mesothelioma um, exactly. like, tips can That's be on my saying. yoga blog. It's great. I know. So, you know, I know I'll get too sidetracked, but like F that, honestly. Um, and then for me as SEO professional, I, I like yours. If you, if you can find someone to do it, they're going to do it. I 100% agree. Um, another thing I would say is that just you can, um, as a professional, you, you can never be content no matter what you're doing, even if it's for yourself, it's for your business, for a client. Um, if you... You know, your goal is like, I'm going to get on maps. I'm going to get this keyword. You're killing it. Look at all these improvements. You never slow down. You just now get on, you get just, on another map. Yeah. Like that, honestly, that's extremely good advice for SEO because the people that always fall behind are, they get, they get up and then they're like, I'm good. I, I can't while. tell you. Yeah. To, to me, if I had an employee that came to me, I mean, this wouldn't happen. But if someone came to me and said, oh, look, we're number one, we did it. I would be like, did what? 
that's just like, what's next? Like SEO is not about, you know, oh, I, you know, we were here and then we're here. We did it. There is no, we did it. There's, ne there's never. We yeah. Never, your, your goal should be rank number one in every city in America. Just everything. <laughs> and never, then if you get to that, move on to the other continents. It never ends. You know, if you if you have great rankings, you can't get better on maps, come up with a, a, new, a new campaign. If you're dominating organic, do a paid campaign. If you're dominating paid campaign, figure out social. If you're dominating social, fit, figure out email. Like it's, it's endless. And if you ever think that you, you won or you're done, then you're, you're, you're fooling yourself. It's yeah. just too much. I, I did work for a company at, that at one point they ranked number one in every state, every city. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's also awesome. It only lasted for uh for like nine days and it crashed all of our phone lines. Oh, well see, I mean, that's an accomplishment. Like I said, you can, you can have accomplishments, you can have wins, you can be proud of what you did. You did. Just never be content. Yeah. Great advice. Hell yeah. Okay. You like this one. This is pretty good. And I think that we can successfully advise on this from Mike can be light four hours ago, merging multiple Google, my business locations. Okay. I have four locations with different addresses. Okay. I'd hope so. Um, I need to merge three locations into one to help with nap. Okay. My big issue is I don't want to lose my 200 plus reviews. How can I merge these locations without losing my reviews? But it's, I don't know why he's merging them. Cause he just said he has four locations with four different addresses. So <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, I would have just, almost no, I would love to hear the reason why. Why, why would you want to have less, locations <laughs> i mean if, like you, if have you, have them, locations, you have them you have them you it's like keep them open yeah um i mean you can merge them um but you gotta here's what you gotta do is it's really hard to even find the like the request to call thing anymore but if you just google like google my business help request line or something like that you can't even like navigate to it through gmb anymore but you got you to find that link and then you you put your phone number in there and then, then you hit the, like you fill out some information and then they'll call you and then you'll hopefully get a rep uh, that lives in America because they tend to be a little more helpful and they'll merge it into the one that you want. That's about it though. Do you think that the, you would say that the only way you can really successfully do it is if you do it with by uh, a conversation with an actual rep. I don't think you can't really merge anything without a conversation. You can close with like locations, but you I mean, there's, there's options. It. I mean, you can say that, you know, this location has moved. You can say this location is closed, but that's not the same as merging. No, you can, I mean, you can do all that stuff, but if you want to make sure, uh, and you want to, you want to really, really make sure that they like merge it into the correct location because they might merge it into a location that has zero reviews. That's the, that's the big thing. So, exactly. uh, yeah, you want to like just super walk them through that process and explain the like, do not get rid of this location. <laughs> what they're going to have you do those. They'll have you close the ones that you want merged into it and then they'll, they'll, they'll merge it into it for you. Yeah. That's pretty much it though. Right on Paul. Good luck. I'm transitioning from medium to own blog. I don't really want to read that, but I guess I already said it. Um, so I'm creating a blog, um, I'm creating a blog from the startup that I work at. Um, 
I finished. So this person has designed their own blog and set up with the CMS. The blog seems ready for transitioning. Um, I think that I, I don't know what their question is. Cause is this like a duplicate one. content problem that they're yeah, asking? Let's just talk about like, let's say you had a blog that was offsite and you want to take it on site. What, what would some steps that you would So if I had a medium blog and I was like, Oh, I wrote all this content, but now I have my own blog or my own domain. Can I move the content? No, it's already indexed on medium. I already know it exists out there. You're mm-hmm. not going to get the SEO value from it. You're going to have duplicate content if you do that. I mean, yeah, it's been indexed for probably a long time. And then the fact that it's going to your website, even if you took down that one, I mean, Google is pretty aware of what's been indexed. Yeah, I mean, you could do point. like, uh, you can't do any canonicalization from like the other website to yours. Like you couldn't put anything on there on, uh, on Medium to let, let Google know that. You could post it on yours and then like, put the canonical tag to, to that article. So at least you could have more content. It's not going to rank in Google though. Um, outside of that, no, you're, you're out of luck. Paul, you want to hear um, a, a quick business idea? And then uh, I would, I would never do this, but I don't know if you would. <laughs> and then anyone listening, they don't know about how it's, I don't know how ethical these people that I'm going to tell you something you're going to think it's hilarious. And some people might actually think it's legitimate, but did I ever tell you about the time where I started working with a client. He was a state planning lawyer in Wisconsin. And you know, we have our onboarding process, you know, we're going through like our SEO checklist, right? Mm-hmm. And one of our things that we do is we check for plagiarism. Um, so, you know, we do the check and all the pages on the website are fine, but literally every single blog on the website is duplicate, okay? And we look at the other places where it's duplicated and it's like 15 other estate planning lawyers. We're just like, are they all like copying from one place? Did they copy each other? Like how do these 15 people have the same blogs? Like all the blogs, like 50 blogs. So we reach out to the lawyer and we're like, you know, your website's like pretty good with the content. What's the deal with the blog? Literally every single one is plagiarized. And he goes, oh, I paid for a service where I, this guy like called me and said, hey, do you want to like have the rights to post a blog? And instead of paying people to write like, you know, uh, original content, you know, blogs are expensive. A blog might cost you 50, 75, hundred dollars. I'll let you borrow all these estate planning blogs and I'll just charge you like five or 10 bucks each. And he was like, Oh, that's not a bad, that's a good deal. I can see that. And then you put them all in this blog. That's so evil. <laughs> Dude, I never told you that. No, that's so evil. Isn't that wild? Yeah. That's really, that's really evil. That's really people, bad. And a lot of people did it. That's a really bad, like, what a, what a bad person. But can you imagine they're reaching out to these people and they're like, hey, wouldn't it be nice if you had like a great blog with a bunch of content, but you don't want to pay like thousands of dollars? I'll let you rent these blogs for what like a hundred. Concept. What a great, well, thank you. I know, I knew that you were going to like that. <laughs> I love that idea. <laughs> I, know, I was worried. I'm like, Paul's going to like this. Oh man, how do we set it up? <laughs> oh, stop. No, no. Um, We'll do it off off the mic, okay? So okay, um, but yeah, that was a thing, and no, that doesn't work, and that's really really awful. Damn. Um, it it doesn't work for your website. It works if you want to scam people, okay? Yeah, Please. which we don't. Uh, no, literally don't. Um, okay, so I just thought I'd get that tidbit and get those uh, creative juices going for all you uh, all you nefarious tricksters out there. <laughs> um, I don't want to talk about that. Uh, real quick, anyone find reliable help on Upwork? Short answer: Yes. Yeah, I find it all the time. Yep, Upwork's great. I've, I've worked with uh, writers on there so long. We've offered them like full-time positions before. Someone, I just wanted to read the, the comment. <laughs> Someone said, so this guy's like, you know, I would like to find an assistant to help me build links, 
has anyone help, uh, had quality help on Upwork or similar uh, type of platform? And this person's only one comment, you won't find reliable SEO analyst experts on Upwork. Being an experienced SEO guy, so not a huge grasp on English, I tried finding some clients on Upwork, but their budget is too low. Some of them want to hire for as low as $10. Try searching some FB groups at Facebook related to SEO. Okay, so that person didn't even... Uh, you set like the job rate, dude. <laughs> so Yeah, but that's actually, um, you know, Facebook groups are um, pretty great. Um, yeah. that's a that is a good point. Uh, Facebook groups, if, if you don't do them, you know, for, um, they can get hyper niche for sure. Yeah. LinkedIn, uh, groups too. Oh really? Yeah. Um, so I don't even know about LinkedIn groups. I don't really like LinkedIn, um, which doesn't, yeah, I mean, there's a million LinkedIn groups for a million things. Yeah. Um, Facebook groups are great. They're engaging. Um, they're, you know, they're easy to join and, um, they're, they're helpful. Um, actually, no, I'm, 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 I'm so full of it. I'm, I'm in like a, a, a couple of groups. I'm in like agency groups, you know, I talk to other agency owners. So um, Facebook groups, I do agree with. That's cool. Yep. Yeah. Um, the, the next one that says nobody can co uh, confidently predict the end of game of Thrones. Maybe oh, it's a promoted post. So I'm going to skip that. I'm joking. I knew it was promoted. Uh, should I link to the Wayback machine? <laughs> I don't what? know. Should you? <laughs> Why? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> is oh. that the question should i link to the way back machine <laughs> yeah. sorry there's no I other think... no other background to the question yeah you, you said no i'll read the back so you're guess... probably gonna hear us laughing like more hu it's more humorous and because i get caught off guard i'm i'm reading these yeah uh, sure for, why the, not? First, for the first time I so. like it. <laughs> uh, okay so should i like sorry i have to like catch my breath for a second because it's i just i think it's really funny uh, which is better for SEO? <laughs> Sorry. Okay. What is better for SEO? Linking to a page in the Wayback Machine or copying the page to PDF and stored it up on my what? site? <laughs> what? Um, I'm sorry? <laughs> the original source website no longer exists. Okay. So basically he's saying that he's found a piece of content from a website that no longer exists, but it exists at some point, a point that can be pulled the, the, the Wayback Machine. So she, she linked to that piece of content through the Wayback Machine going back in time, or she just copy it and put it somewhere else. My dude, here's what you should do is like copy that article and paste it into like uh, in Google and see if it's still indexed. And if it's not, uh, just publish it <laughs> on your site. That is so fun. Yeah, it's like, actually it's like the, you're, you're one step away from having an epiphany from SEO and content. Yeah. Like it does it with the opposite direction. <laughs> like literally, like we've talked about this a couple of times and this is kind of the bigger things that we've given away. I think that's extremely important. And yeah. Can yeah. Don't link to the Wayback machine for that ever. Like at the very least do a PDF. That's fine. That or you cool. can just like publish it and say, don't index the page, Google, you know, like you can mark it. No index if it's indexed. That's why that's so funny. It's just like, you're just one step away from having your epiphany about content. The original source website no longer exists. Okay. You've acknowledged that. So it's, since it doesn't exist, you can access it literally just freaking take it and do what you want with it. Yeah. That's it. it. It's fine. Take it. You know, if you want to reference it, you're like, okay, this existed copyright, whoever the heck the copyright was originally go for it. I don't know. Um, wow. That was funny. Sorry. I was got a little giddy from that. I just was reading it. like, I just like, it's like the question, should I link to the Wayback Machine? We're just like, what does that mean? I was just, I've never heard that before. And then the, uh, the, the one uh, comment is from Edgar Allen bro, <laughs> which is funny too. Uh, Def need more info here. What's a page relationship to site? What is your goal? And I completely agree. So 
Cool. Um, I don't know how far along we're at. We're probably like, what, half an hour into this? Yeah, yeah. We, I think we've got about 15 more minutes left. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good. We're hitting this kind of little stride. Um, so if uh, Google Search Console data. Hi, all. If a website owner only verifies their Google Search Console account today, will it show historic data before that point in time? Um, how long? It's been in there. It hasn't been verified, right? Yeah, so I think that I think that right. it'll show you since you added it. And and it, yeah, I think it'll show you since since it was added. Um, yeah, well, I, I think that there's um, a chance that, um, well, this is the way it used to be because I haven't done this kind of in a long time, I'll admit. But if your website's been established for a long time, and, and like Google has known it's been indexed and has a bunch of pages indexed, if you verify it, there should be some sort of data already. Um, and if it, your website's pretty new and you don't have much going on, it probably will show nothing. Yeah, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that it will show you historic stuff since you, from when you added the URL. Yeah. Although I can't remember. I, 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 rem I remember distinctly adding Google's um, Search Console or um, Google Webmaster Tools, you know, back when it was that. If I, did it for a if I did it for a website that has been around and definitely has been an established website for a while, but never you. had it, if I installed it, it would show data. Yeah. I know you're like, you know, I'm not really exactly confident about that answer, but. I'm not, I don't, I'm not confident about mine because I, I remember going through that, but I, I don't remember if it showed me the data or not. I, I, dis, I do distinctly remember it does show the data. Yeah. Okay. Again, well, there you I, go. I, I am talking about Webmaster Tools. I'm not talking about Search Console, though they are the yeah. same thing. It's still. I mean, they just changed it even again. So um, it might, I don't know. I, it used to. I don't know what the answer is now because they like literally changed all everything to the new one like a little while ago. So it's the same, but different. Um, this is a good one. We like this <laughs> uh, 11 hours ago from the theme 8,000 word page. Wow. That's a lot of writing. 8,000 word page. Do I split up or keep as one? Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I have, I have, and I like that. Um, and say saying I, I have an, you know, I yeah. I have an Ivan. I have a no, but it'd be a so sorry. Um eight thousand page written up on a specific subject. I would know the page will do well. <laughs> Wait, okay, check this sentence out. I know the page will do well as it's not that popular a subject. Huh? <laughs> sorry. Okay. So he's trying to say it's long tail. All right. Y'all crack me up. Still valuable right. though. Okay. Okay, long tail. There are three there are three topic within the page. So, you know, we're getting a lot of people that are asking around the world. Um, so he's basically saying there's three topics within 8,000 word page. Would it make sense to split it into the three pages or keep as one 8,000 word page? Uh, I mean, if it's about the topic in there, that's fine. You can have, man, who the, who's going to read an 8,000 word page? <laughs> well, I think that actually, that's the first question I asked. Don't even think about SEO. Think about just the page, 8,000 yeah. words. I mean, it's a page about a topic. It's not like, uh, it's, it's not something that's- It sounds like they're unrelated. If you can write 8,000 words about one specific topic and like they're like subtopics about that main topic, then go for it. But like, if they're not particularly related and they have substantial like keyword volume on their own, then break it up. I, I I absolutely think it would be there don't be no doubt in my mind it would be three different pages. Um and if it's interesting, it's good formatting, good flow, you know, maybe some graphics, maybe something that entices a reader. Uh, there's nothing wrong with like a twenty-five word 
uh, a 2,500 word page. 2,500 um, words is a lot. I mean, it's even 2,500 is a lot, but if it's interesting, I would, I would go to 2,500. 8,000, it's daunting. Can you imagine like going to the page and you see like your scroller on the side and then it goes from being like one giant gray bar and it just gets smaller, smaller, smaller. And it's oh, like, yeah, I, I don't want to. It would, it would be awful. Like, wait, how long is this thing? It would be like estimated read. 35 minutes. It's like, no, how about, how about now we don't do that? Um, website audit keyword research. Nah. Um, oh, we were just talking about this. Uh, how much is blogger outreach used in link building campaigns? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, depends on the link builder. Um, Let, let's, um, let's hear what this guy has to say. Um, how many comments did this get? Seven. Okay. You don't have too many people going nuts. Hi. I'm Paul. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I am building a link building campaign for a client and was wondering what the best practices were to go about this as to not be penalized. All right. Well, typically to be penalized, you have to be really stupid. So that's the first thing. Um, the second thing, our plan is to create a base set of content center on industry and market, reach out to bloggers, oh, reach out to bloggers and websites within our industry to either feature a post on their blog, link back to our site. or That's fine. Post. People do it all the time. Just, I know. Um, he said, there, are there services or should I do it myself? Yeah, there's tons oh, of services. <laughs> or figure out a better way to get links. The Hoth, there's a million services. Uh, there's way better ways to get links, but there's like that's a very white hat way to get links that you're not going to get penalized for. And, uh, you know, it's probably the more expensive end of, of content or of like link building. Well, the, I mean, the biggest thing people have to realize about link building, and I can't stress this enough, is it's, it's, uh, there's, a, there's a concept called a link, link portfolio, meaning that just like stocks and bonds and whatever the hell you invest in, you should always be diversified. So you should never, ever be like, I'm going to build links. I'm going to just do blog outreach. It's just as bad as anything else if that's your mentality. Yeah, it's, it's all about how that profile looks. It's got to look natural, organic. Yeah, I mean, so you're, not, you're doing citations. You're doing directories. Yeah. You're doing... Um, you know, edu links. <laughs> I'm not going to get into it. I don't want to talk about link building. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. Listen to one of our our other podcasts. We, about have, we have several, and they, you know what? That's my advice to you, dude. Listen to our podcasts. Listen to the one about link building. Yeah, I, we've we've had uh, at least a, at least maybe three or four podcasts that we talked about link building for at least eighty percent of the podcast, and we can still do several more. Yeah. So there you go. Cool. Let's do um. You want to do three more? Uh, yeah, let's do two more. Let's do one more. Let's wrap it up. All right, Paul. It's been okay. all right. It was a good one. <laughs> let's see. Um, I I just skipped a bunch. I just don't like. <laughs> you know, you know my pain now as I, as as I've done this the last uh, three times. No, I don't mind reading them. Um, I like I like to see someone's um interpretation of this and said, um, how. How Google, <laughs> these people, like, they're just like, forget grammar. I, my question is going to get across whether I use freaking plural or A and N or apostrophe. It doesn't matter. How Google detect hits for a website. Is there a way for Google to detect hits on a website if analytics code is not added to the website? Will it affect my ranking? So we talked about this a little bit. Wait, um, I, I don't understand the question. What? How did, how did, how did, it's basically asking how, do, how would Google know the hits to my website if there's no analytics code on it? Oh, okay. Which is just, ne they wouldn't, it's simple. That's, um, that's it. Uh, will it affect my ranking? And we've talked about this and I think it's worth reiterating and there's a lot of studies and we, and we agree on this. Um, 
the only way it affects your, your ranking is not because of the hits. It's about if they, if they go to a website and they do the same search query and they go to another website immediately because they know that they didn't find what they're looking for on your website. They do. I do think that's a true. And I think we're in agreement there. Yes. <laughs> we are. You're like, okay, well, that's that. That's it. <laughs> You're like, I don't want to talk about that. There's nothing else. Like, I, I can't add to that. It's, okay. No, that's it. Oh, okay. Let's, um, let's just end with this one. Okay. All right. Um, it's great because it's titled out of the box SEO strategies. Whoa. <laughs> I know exactly. Um, we'll be the judge of this. Exactly. That's why I want to do it. Um, and I don't know why there's only two comments when it says that there are four comments. Hello, SEO pundits. <laughs> Can you please suggest some out of the box SEO strategies for fresh spanking new website? Um, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna read the comments first because I, I'm just like, I don't even know if these are really out of the box, but ready? First one goes, go look through it. Reword the text to a newer look. Okay. okay. <laughs> Check competition and see what they are using. Those are not out of the box. <laughs> Use some of their ideas in your own words. Cross-link the pages when it makes sense. Resub Those are very much in the box. Oh, no, Paul, I'm not done. Resubmit. Sometimes that is all is needed to re-index. Okay, that was terrible. Let's no, listen, you want some out of the box, uh, like, no, ideas? I'm going to give you some, all right? Wait, let me read one more comment. You can go nuts, all right? All right, uh, the next person. Uh, here's an out-of-the-box SEO strategy. On-page off page and content. Okay. Paul, go okay. ahead. All right. So, so here's, here's what you do, my friend. Uh, you you got to generate links, right? The idea is, you, you know, you got to generate links. You got to generate clicks. You know, you want people looking at your site. So you, you take your uh, 10 competitors near you and you write like a list of uh, like why they suck, you know, like why they're stupid. You do like a top 10 of why you're, all your, your competitors are dumb and like I'll name by name. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, then you reach out to them. You're like, hey, I just wrote this blog article. Uh, I'm linking to your site and I just wanted to get your thoughts on it <laughs> and just see if they'll, if they'll respond back and be like, and then just share it uh, on social, maybe like promote the post <laughs> and just try and just start like a fight, you know? <laughs> fight <laughs> all right. online <laughs> with your competitors. Because at least it'll be entertaining and you'll get links. Oh, see, now we're talking out of, out of the box. That's out of the box. Eric, you want to, I have an out of the box SEO strategy myself, actually. And we came across this. See, the thing is, the more you do experimentation, the more you engage in SEO, the more you just freaking eat, eat, breathe, sleep, you know, whatever else you do in daily life, the more you're just going to like, be like, what if I do this? And that's going to be outside the box, right? So one thing that we did, um, and I think that we talked about this, is um, we believe that there is a strong correlation between um, so like SERPs, they fluctuate like crazy. Everything, you know, rankings are, are kind of in real time. They can fluctuate, you know, every search, you know, every hour. It's just how it is nowadays. Um, so we thought that there's a correlation between uh, click-through on a query and then how uh, much they can fluctuate in rankings. So, for example, let's say I do a search for um, Orlando Donut Shop, right? And I have a, a website that ranks five. Well, if I got 50 of my friends in the next two hours from different IPs to click skip one, two, three, four, and just click five, 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 the fifth position to that one. I, um, our theory was that Google's like, okay, 
there's a reason that people are skipping one through four. Um, maybe it's most relevant title, description, URL, all that stuff, right? And it would go up, which is true, okay? There is a correlation between click-through of a search result and it potentially, or temporarily, moving up from five to four to three to two until mm -hmm. maybe eventually um, other factors, SEO, like your inherent like authority and other factors might bring it back down again. So, Paul, you with me? Would you agree with that? Yes. Okay. So what we did, here's your outside of the box. Sometimes it sticks. Okay. Sometimes if you get from like eight to two, people do appreciate the title and description, and then you can stay around there because of that click through theory. So what we do is we, we do like surveys a lot for all you remember this, where we're like, okay, well, what I need you to do is I need you to check this website. So the strategy was like, I'll pay people on Mechanical Turk like five cents. And I'm like, just do a search and then um, click it and then tell me what you see. So we'd be like, um, okay, um, your instructions are <laughs> search Orlando Donut Shop, uh, click the link that says the URL, and then tell me like the first thing you see on the website. So people think that they're like doing a survey and they're getting paid for it, but really you're just kind of forcing random IPs to click and, and do exactly what you want them to do. And then the, the ranking just shoots up. Yeah, and, uh, uh, that's pretty outside the box. That's pretty, that's pretty outside the box. Yeah, I would say, I would say that. <laughs> that's a little, that's a little more like you're, you're hinging on, uh, that's pretty gray. Um, well, what you said was gray too. Actually, you know what? Outside the box. No, what always... I said wasn't gray at all. It was completely white hat. It was just um, probably a bad idea. <laughs> We're not saying outside the box equals bad idea. We're just saying outside the box equals outside the box. I'm saying that pu publicity is good. When it comes to internet marketing. So however you can get that, I would suggest you do that. Yeah. Um, but you'll stumble across outside the box, not by going on Reddit and just saying, can I just have outside the box? Uh, you're going to come across it by just doing a lot of random SEO stuff. Here, here's an outside of the box idea that worked out for not, I didn't do it. Someone else did, but it's outside of the box. <laughs> Let's say that you're a major porn website. If you decide... <laughs> to do a study on the porn usage statistics from people <laughs> and then you produce it and then it gets linked to by every major news publication in America. And that's exactly what Pornhub did. Oh, and Pornhub now they get all those links and they get publicity from major news sources, which is amazing. Dude, they're, they're SEO and they have legit SEOs. Um, they have some of the best SEOs on the planet. They're awesome. I mean, the amount, the amount of content that they produce that's non-pornography is is remarkable. They're they're selling um, uh, bathing suits now. Oh, is that so? Yeah, it's like a whole thing. Talk about outside the box. Yeah, they're like getting into the mainstream here. So cool. yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, just do something that's like weird and different, and then people will talk about it. You know. <laughs> Sounds outside the box. That's the last time I'm saying that. Um, so that's cool. I think that was very educational. Yeah, maybe it was good. It was a good episode. Huh. Is it because I was doing all the, the, the question vetting and reading? Probably. I definitely liked that part of it the most. Well, I liked reading about the Wayback Machine because I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah, dude, if that guy, listen, if you listen to this podcast, man, uh, we're not laughing at you. It was just a funny way of asking that I'm, I'm going to cop. I'm going to comment on it. Real quick. Why don't, why don't why don't you send this to me right after and I'll, we'll publish it tonight you want to publish it right away and yeah. then we'll hold off on the other one that's fine yeah. i want to yeah i'm going to comment on this real quick should Just i make sure you edit your, uh, 
your mess your mistakes out <laughs> oh yeah that's right I, i'm gonna have to edit it so i just said should i link to the wayback machine and my answer said no that's it so um if you're listening it's now if you're reading it's now as well anyways well everyone thank you so much for listening we're gonna wrap this up though uh, we want to say that we appreciate all of our listeners and be sure to like or subscribe or share whatever medium that you're listening to us on you know just give us a thumbs up on it whatever is the positive thing on it because we appreciate it and it helps us rank higher it's just like a little tiny like pat on the back it's just like a little tap and we yeah. like that who doesn't like a little encouragement everyone needs it it's good it's good for your growth you know um but if you also you want to contact us through one of those that's fine you know we respond to things very very quickly you can email us at seosdeadnotherlies at gmail.com uh you can visit us at our podcast and leave comments or you can actually go to like Podbean if you're listening on there and you can leave comments on there and then you know, there's always facebook and youtube any of those things we'll, we'll be uh, pretty quick to respond if you have any questions well said paul well said thank you all right well thanks for listening guys uh my name is paul warren my name is Ryan Klein. And this has been another episode of SEO is Dead and Other Lies. It's been the episode. And thank you very much. Take okay. care. All right. Bye. Bye. Take care. Bye.